This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Steven, and I play Ulrich Orman, a gnome ranger, hexblade warlock, and chief arrow of the Warden Scout in Nui Satalos. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.17, the party's long rest was suddenly interrupted by an uninvited guest. Alaris woke up to a swift kick in the face delivered by his old rival from the Weaver's School. When they last met, Alaris had bested Leovold Deldrich in a duel by using the Wand of Fear. Driven by the shame, Leovold has tracked Alaris down specifically to replay that fight, mano y mano. It was quick and the sound of booming blade echoed through the Underdark. Unintentionally, Alaris killed Leovold in two hits. After a long night's rest, that's where we'll pick up. You stuff Leovold's dead body into a nearby cave, now slumped up against a wall somewhere. The two Ormain brothers are on a quick scouting mission to get their bearings, and meanwhile the four of you are sipping breakfast tea in this cavern, revitalizing your body after a long night. In your company is an unusually peaceful presence, uh, which is embodied by your companion Alril, who has just woken up from the first nightmareless slumber in nearly three weeks. Though his tired eyes still carry weight of memory and pain, Ulrich, this is the first time you've seen your best friend okay. Is, it, is he like up, up and talking or? He's got like an almost serene, I'm gonna say zen-like presence with his cup of tea, just like finally comfortable. Oh. I'm not really sure I need to, to comment on this situation. I would like to generally be sitting close to him, sort of providing the opportunity for conversation should he decide mm-hmm. to do so. But like, I just want to let him have this moment. He's He finally got a good night's sleep and is enjoying his morning. Like, I think there's a, a, a sanctity there that I don't want to disturb. You hear familiar voices approaching, quietly arguing something in Dwarven, and then Briston and Herrick appear in your chamber. You see two very different expressions. Briston wears a confident smirk, while Herrick's is more resolved and annoyed. Herrick speaks first. So, we figured out where we are in relationship to Delve Deep. A couple hundred yards away is a spoil pit. Essentially, it's a tunnel that's been backfilled with unusable waste rock. Before we raided Moldo Keep, Black Tip came down here and excavated a tiny hole over the top of the gravel between it and the ceiling for us to sneak through in case of emergency. Beyond that is an old shed where we stashed a GTFO bag of sorts. There's a track of minecart rails. We are near the oldest level of coal mining operations in Delve Deep. Those rails haven't been touched in years. 
these resources at this elevation have been completely tapped. So now all of the work is happening leagues below us or in a different tunnel system completely. After we make our way down the stopes and into the main shaft and then climb up that into the middle of town, the head frame and hoist where we'll come up is only a few blocks from Kirk Fuport's place where he's got a spare bedroom. So we all agree that that's the best plan? Yeah, that's yeah, so right. good. Definitely. Sure. So yeah. Briston is vigorously shaking his head in protest. Oh, okay. Well, what's your plan? Well, there's a lot he's not telling you, says Briston. And he raises a pointed finger. Problem one. Those stopes have been unmaintained and are probably riddled with dinsons and foes that we'll have to fight. Problem two. We have to climb up the shaft. If the winch cable is still there, with some rope and some prussic notch on each of us, there are ways that we can reduce danger, but it's by no means safe. And then, three, if we make it to the top, and I do mean if, we'll come right up into the middle of town. Delve Deep is built around this hoist house, which means we'll be right in the middle of an unknown danger. Okay. Do you have a different plan? I Headache! Tried to skip over this clearly superior plan. What's your plan? Grimton, you know as well as I do that all of the mines around here in Delve Deep are networked into each other. Aye. And instead of climbing up that vertical shaft, I reckon that these tracks will also spiral up into the center of a mountain in order to access the mineral there. Above us in the mountains are veins of ore, still rich, still ready for economic exploit. There are dozens of other entrances into that. They're called adits. And then exiting through that adit will put us out of the center of town where we can pause, take stock of our surroundings. And that's it. That's the best plan. So basically the, the thing here is fast and dangerous, slow and safe. Like, technically speaking, both plans can work. Herrick was the one that proposed the first plan, right? Correct. Does he have any problems with the other plan besides it being slow? Uh, Herrick is absolutely, dramatically rolling his eyes. You know how he was bragging about those rich ore veins? Well, he skipped over to the part mentioning that, lest we knew, they were actively being excavated. We would have to pass through their entire drift mining operation without raising alarms without telling the whole of her dearth that notorious criminals, the brothers Ormain, Steady Hand, and their unknown associates have returned. <laughs> so, we've, we've just got two dangerous plans then. There's not an easy one, says Briston, but mine's the better one. Why is yours the better one? Yeah. Because it's better than headaches. <laughs> Excellent. Oh and at least they were not coming up in the middle of the city. And at least we don't have to worry about fighting anything. Except for maybe, like, the mine operation. But that we would have control over. Hmm? Grimton? Coming up in the middle of the city might provide its advantages. For one, it would save us a trip. But two, we have that, uh, what was it, the magic item, the hat of disguise. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's the hat that I got from Leovold's bag. Presumably, if we're worried about myself or one of you two being recognized, we can pop into the middle of town, possibly take turns, like, coming out of the shaft and just, like, being disguised while we do it. Would the people in the town be alarmed if, like, a half-elf and a wood-elf and a gnome also just popped up out of the shaft? A gnome, maybe not. 
uh, we got some rock gnomes with the Utean Amarod, but two elves, one of them with silvery skin, that's a bit suspicious. That's true. That's true. Mm. True that. I wonder if I have a concealment kind of spell that can mess with this. You can turn into an animal. No, but... <laughs> you can! You can oh, turn, into, turn an into an animal. animal. <laughs> you can turn into any medium-sized creature. Like, you know, I know. A, a canary or something. I never something do that. that. That they use in mind. This is all of us in character. <laughs> we have literally <laughs> seen you turn into snakes, seen you turn into a bird. Yeah, do they use canaries in the mines? Uh, I don't want to take that risk. <laughs> You don't want to take the risk of becoming a canary? A mine canary. <laughs> what about a your canary? <sighs> so what's what's interesting about this is, like, you know, we all, of course, have this, like, idea of, like, a canary in a mine shaft. But, like, is that a societal norm within the advantage world? Like, nah. <laughs> okay, nah. so what do they use instead to test for noxious gases? They don't. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if if Grimton's idea of, like, easing into a situation is any indicator of, like, how dwarves go about things, then, like, that wouldn't surprise me. I think the mindset is, like, it hasn't been a problem so far, so... I mean, dwarves do have resistance to poison, so it's, like, not a big deal. Oh, I see. If you get hurt, you just don't go back down that tunnel? Yeah, like, oh... Not that one, guys. Yep. Yeah, if we stay in there too long, we might get hurt. So let's. You'll get a headache. I don't like it. So which plan is it then? Says Herrick. Uh, I'm leaning towards just getting in delve deep. I mean, if we're here on a rescue mission and time's of the essence, then the quickest route seems better, even if it's more dangerous. I agree. Auric, you see Briston make a damn it sort of face at you. Like, I was really counting on your vote sort of face at you. Aww. I don't like either of them, so I'm okay with going with that. Morlinde, if it's any consolation, you're the least in danger as you can turn into an animal. I don't know. Also, guys, I feel like I'm going to be the most out of place, so it feels like it'd be better for me to wear the hat and pretend to be a dwarf than... Um, you're not a wanted fugitive. (laughs) Sorry, Alaris. I mean, we can try to disguise ourselves, sure, but I don't know how many other, like, amputees they're looking for. I actually don't know what the heat level's like up there. Like, are they still actively looking for us? I mean, it's a temperate climate, right? Yep. Joe, can I use prestidigitation to make it look like Grimton has a normal leg? Absolutely not. (laughs) (sighs) Thanks, Joe. Do you think I would let you break the game that easily? (laughs) No way, bud. Now, if you were still a transmutation wizard instead of a blade singer, you could probably turn his leg into wood. No, we're looking for a guy with a metal leg, not a peg leg. <laughs> a, oh yeah, he's a pirate. He's a pirate. <laughs> like, that's not Grimton. <laughs> so the Ormains, as you're walking, bring you to what appears to be a dead end of the tunnel filled with gravel up to the ceiling. And Herrick says... So there's a lot of wasted rock in a mining operation. It's called spoil. That's the stuff that isn't economically or functionally viable, but gets blasted out anyway. And once it's separated from the ore during the processing, we might use that rock and masonry. Uh, but here, you've used it to backfill a connection between these mines and the shadows of the Underdark. Now we've got to shimmy through that tiny space between the gravel and the ceiling. And if claustrophobia hasn't been an issue for you so far, then that might very well change. 
It's barely enough for me, Belly. I'll let you slim ones go first. I'm pretty small. I go for it. So you climb up this gravel pile and get in the prone position and like have to forward elbow crawl your way through this. Mm-hmm. And you cannot see the end of it. Like you're just crawling blindly into darkness. Make a wisdom saving throw. This is honestly like something that would legitimately terrify me. It's like Steven the player. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like when I see videos of like those guys that like really go cave exploring and they're like going through these little narrow areas like that's terrifying yeah you said a wisdom mm-hmm. that's gonna be six they're all the 17 plus stuff not your turn yet sarah oh sorry i was like ready to jump in <laughs> she just like runs into my feet <laughs> actually i do like that you're doing fine Morlande. <laughs> ulrich you however take four psychic damage and are functionally stuck until other characters make charisma checks to encourage you forward. How often can you use your wild shape? Uh, I'd have to look it up since I never use it. Um, it's like twice a day or something. Yeah. I'm not saying you should, but I mean, like, if you get stuck, it'd be pretty easy to, like, become Shimmy a snake. Shimmy out if yeah. I was smaller. Also, yeah. uh, Morlinde, you are stuck with your face next to Auric's feet, and Auric has stopped moving and has so far been completely silent about it. Love the smell of halfling feet. Wait, of gnome feet. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, I know my feet aren't great, and I'm a little stressed out right now, so please refrain from getting everything sorry, wrong about me. Sorry, next time I'll keep that in my brain. I think, I think I'm stuck. <laughs> And I'm definitely not feeling very good about it. Um, so, uh, yeah. Help. Leave you out. Charisma checks for either persuasion or something. <laughs> I rolled a two, so I just made it worse. You definitely did just insult Ulrich's feet smell. Yeah. I also rolled a two. You also Let, insult uh, Ulrich's feet smell. Let's say I'm like I'm like now conscious of the fact that Morlinde is like keenly aware of my feet smell, so I'm trying to like move them out of the way, but I'm only just like yeah. getting more stuck and like well actually I'm not even getting more stuck, I'm just feeling more stuck. Like So Ulrich, what you're gonna wanna do is back up a little and then try a different way. You got me? <laughs> Hey, and Morlinde. do better this time. Yeah, what? Morlinde, what? back up a little. Fine. So Ulrich can back up a little. And you guys can go forward. I rolled an 18. Right. Okay, so I back up a little. And then Ulrich backs up a little. <laughs> and then Ulrich goes forward a little. And then Morlinde goes oh. forward a little. I guess I'll climb up next. Give me that wisdom save. Just straight wisdom. Not that um, gay wisdom. 19. <laughs> <laughs> 19? Yeah, you're you're feeling fine. You There are people ahead that are getting out all the spider webs or whatever that might be blocking the way. They're landing on their faces, not yours. And you're doing great. Al is going to put himself right behind Alaris and is going to roll. That was a four. And like the second his head goes into this tiny crawl space, he's like... Uh-uh. Mm-mm, that's not happening. Uh, Grimton? Ormaind? I mean... Uh, you're welcome to go first. I'll go. But you should probably come before one of these two chubby guys behind me go, okay? You don't want them stuck in front of you, right? What if somebody gets stuck ahead of me, and they're stuck behind me, and I'm just stuck right in the middle between an asshole and an asshole i know i like scooted back but did i go back in and then successfully make it or yeah you're you're on the other side so can they hear me like is it sure all real i'm gonna be totally honest that was absolutely terrifying but 
you saw me get stuck, and I was able to still get out with, like, we're not in a hurry with this particular thing, so it'll be okay. Uh, you hear through the little crawl space, Hey, shithead, remember that time when I didn't want to put my head underwater, and then you all made me put my head underwater? Because that sucked. Are this you is kind of like that. saying you want to use rope again? Because you made it through that one, so... Yeah, almost dying. Hey, Grimton, should we use rope? <laughs> it's never a bad idea to use rope. <laughs> I don't see how that would help in this situation, but I mean... What are you pieces of shit? Get a move on. Grimton, go! Yeah, the more we stand here, the more chance there is to hear the shifts. Let's go. That's a 14, because I got a plus zero. Yeah, you're fine. All right, I'll try it again. Uh-uh. Mm. Still not feeling it, guys. Uh, I'll roll, roll to five. I have to hang it. Oh, my. Uh, Herrick is going to angrily uh, stomp in front of him and then, like, passive-aggressively show him up and, like, show him how confidently he's going to do it. Herrick's going to be fine. Somewhere in the background, you hear a weird stalemate between Briston and Al, which sounds like the following. All right, fine, I'm going. <laughs> I really enjoyed that silence. It was nice. And Briston uh, is, you, you hear him sliding on his tummy and then ends up on the other side. All right, well, the good news is my nightmares are cured and... <laughs> That's what you brought me along here for. This might, this would be really great time to leave, wouldn't it? Uh. Then I wouldn't have to do this, would I? No. We can't just let you do that. Like, Al, we need you. I mean, the road back is more treacherous than the road forward. All real. I don't know what to tell you. Well, that's not true because when we go up, we'll be in an occupied territory ruled by a fascist king. Yeah, but he has nothing against you, personally. <laughs> Except for the fact that I'm not a loyalist. He doesn't know that. Oh, wait, we're talking We're talking through the tunnel, sorry. Gotta go back to this. <laughs> yeah, I gotta wreck on that. He doesn't know that. Are you sure that, like, my half-elfness does not give me away? Do you really think that he's that progressive, that he's making a nation for all people and not just dwarves of a certain flavor? Mm, flavored dwarves. Says Day. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that unless you give me a charisma check, then I'm not going to get through you this. You can do it, Al! I say, rolling a terrible roll. Eight. That, that felt really sarcastic. You can do it, though. I promise. I rolled a 13. I need to hear speeches before you roll, says Al. Look here. You're either going to be stuck back there by yourself... Or are you going to come with us? And I feel like being stuck by yourself would really suck. So, come on. Look, I, I at least know the way back to Haven, and then from Haven, I know the way back to New East and Talos. So, I could do that. Well, does a, four, does a 14 work? If you give me one more really good thing, it might work. Oh, a good thing? Not that you'll just be freaking stuck here? <laughs> yep. Gotta be a little bit more positive. Or roll with intimidation if you have an intimidation score. Uh... It's not great. It's only one. Um, look, you're a part of our team, and we want you to come with us. So please come with us. It's not like it's not the whole group if you're not here. All right. I'm going to give it one more go. I'm going to stick my head in one more time. Thanks. You got this. And if I don't make it, I love you. I'll see you later. I'll see you back home. I rolled a 19. 
<laughs> so here I come. <laughs> Told you you could do it. You hear muffled grumbling as Alice was like talking to himself, like, "All right, don't don't open your eyes. Don't open your eyes. Don't open. Your eyes. It's just as dark as it was. Just don't open your eyes." You're in a very very large room. <gasps> And then he's on the other side. Well, looky there, buddy. You made it. I'm proud of you. Yeah, now let's keep going. On the other side of this spoil pile is a small wooden shed built into the wall, which you see acts as sort of a partition for an old makeshift latrine positioned over an unseen pit. If I'd remember right, and I always do, there's some handy-dandy equipment that was serendipitously forgotten down here. <laughs> and Briston disappears through the door to the shed and then reappears with a mining duster, a helmet, and a cloth mask over his face. And it looks like there's enough for all of us. Yay. There's some picks and shovels and a few blasting charges, too, if you want them. Ooh, fine. I, I'll take a shovel, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, the pick looks good for me. I'm definitely taking a shovel. I'm not going to leave a blasting charge there. like. Oh, no, I pick up a blasting charge because they're very cool. Yeah, sure. Blasting I'm not going to like cool. necessarily use it right now, but... Sure, I'll take one, too. That might be important. What's a duster coat? A duster coat is like a Neo jacket from <laughs> the Matrix. Or a cowboy jacket. Yeah, I think more cowboy. I'll take I'll take a cowboy jacket. I'm I'm cool with a cowboy jacket. You know, it would definitely cover a whole bunch of you. Serendipity. Yeah. I'm down for a giant jacket. How how long are they? Like these are for dwarves, right? That's true. For, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a normal jacket. It's very very baggy but short. Uh, then then I'm definitely taking one. Uh, it's way too girthy for you. Like it, it's just like really broad in the shoulders and goes like all the way down to your toes and just like skims along the floor. But for Morlinde and Alaris. Uh, it goes up to a really weird length on your thigh and also doesn't still fit your chest. Yeah, I'm leaving it behind. I'm taking the headlamp, though. I definitely have, like, hoodie paws, like, flopping around. I put it in my bag of holding. I don't want to wear it, but I do want to have it. We take the jackets and stuff, but I also wanted to be explicitly clear about taking a charge. Uh, you guys want the mechanics for one of those blasting charges? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A blasting charge will do 3d6 force damage to anything within a 30-foot radius. Creatures not behind cover through a 60-foot radius make a dex save DC 15, and then a fail takes half. Mechanically, how do we, like, use them? Is it, like... I, this is not, like, a splash potion where you can just throw at somebody during combat, but is, we're getting in here, damn it. Because the next half is, it will breach any stone wall less than 15 feet thick. But is this like the cartoonish, like it's got like the little T shape? We've got T and T and we've got push like a little down thingy and it goes, okay. So we'd have to like set it up, walk back around and then push it down. Right. Okay. From here, narrow gauge mine tracks continue ahead and occasionally other tunnels split off to the left. Herrick says, those are called stopes where the actual mining takes place. And you can tell that he's addressing specifically uh, the four of you in the party who are not dwarves. Fair. There used to be a massive coal vein here, which is why Delve Deep was settled, and there's plenty of iron around here too. So steel was, and is, the easiest and strongest alloy to produce. Neat. On the right, there are intermittent vertical shafts that lead uh, above and below. Those are order passes. They go all the way up to the main level and then all the way down to the crusher a few levels below us. 
And these timber frames that we keep passing under are called pit props or puncheons. They're cut a little down a river from Delve Deep and then hauled up here by musk ox. Pit props are used to shore the ceilings and attach the hoses for machinery. Uh, Briston, at some point during the walk, says, specifically to you, Ulrich, but to anybody that will hear, the Orming clan used to own the title to a thick vein of ore, which we proudly worked for a few centuries. And at some point, the kingdom bought out all the mineral rights from every family in the cloud-capped peeps, cloud-capped peaks, but still allowed each clan to hold on to the traditional managerial power and kept the pay the same. And that was fine and dandy for a long time. The buyout padded our coin purses for many years, and as agents, we still did handsomely. I personally loved the deal until Norbroth Greysunder took the throne from his pa, and then replaced all the agents with his own staffers. Oh, I see. Sent us back down with the hewers. Mm. Grimton, did your family have a, a vein? No, we weren't quite that well off, but we were craftsmen. Damn good ones. Mostly, any notoriety that my family earned was due, in large part, thanks to my grandfather, Gordbring, and his efforts as a general. He was a true hero for her dearth. Aye. You've seen uh, eerie blue moonlight ahead for quite some time, and it's getting closer and closer, and it kind of pours down into the darkness. And at this point, you've arrived at the mine shaft, and scoping it out, you reckon that you're maybe two-thirds down its entire depth with maybe 100 feet below you and 200 feet above. You see access to the other levels, all black portals against the moonlit shaft. There are maybe 10 other subterranean corridors that all intersect at this one point, including one straight ahead from you, from where you are. Between you and that side are a dozen feet of what is essentially open chasm filled only by a single three-inch thick steel cable. You follow the cable down with your eyes and see the now mangled metal form of the lift crashed on the floor of the pit, with what may be a handful of mangled corpses on its top. Briston says, Right, so we either go up this cable with, which I repeat is a terrible, terrible idea, or we make a bridge out of some timbers and carry on our merry way onto the other side. I kind of like the bridge idea. Giving you one more opportunity. I don't hate the idea of making a the, bridge. The, yeah, the bridge is starting to seem like a much more plausible option now that I see this. How, how tall is the thing that we have to climb up? Uh, about 200 feet. Herrick says, we can make this as safe as possible. Like, you're not, you're going to be climbing up it, yes, but... You're not gonna fall down. Wait, so making the bridge presumably makes it so where we come out at the mining operation, right? Not in the middle of... Out of the uh, the drift mine rather than the shaft mine. Mm. Well, what's the what's the safest way to climb, climb a rope? Yeah, Briston uh, sighs and says, All right, if we're gonna do this, you're right, we're gonna do it correctly. I've scaled a number of peaks in my day, uh, and... If everybody gets in your packs and you get out a rope, we're going to tie a little harness. Oh, Grimton's going to love this. Two of us can fly here. Hold on. One of you can cast fly, and then Morlinde cannot actually mechanically fly. Yeah, I can't. And even I get, even my wild shape can't fly yet. Heck, yeah. No, I, I, could, I could fly up the whole thing. He is mechanically the best character here. <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty unequivocally. 
But still, we should learn how to climb this rope, because I do think that that's probably the best option. I agree. Eric says, so we're doing this one? He sounds hopeful. All right, everybody get in your packs and get out your rope. We're going to tie a harness. Lars is going to learn also, even though he's probably just going to fly up there. <laughs> sure. Uh, you see, so Briston is demonstrating very, very slowly, like walking you through all of it, because we're going to be safe. And essentially, you take three or four arm lengths of rope and tie what Briston calls a bowline knot. And then holding that knot at your belly button, you're going to loop around your waist three times and then pull it through that, uh, that bowline loop. Then you take the lead end around one leg and then secure it with another line and then take the lead end back through the middle of the seat and repeat that leg step on your right leg now. And then at the very end, uh, you're left with this little seat here, right? And now we're gonna make a couple prussics from the rest of the rope. And he goes into that process and he makes a loop out of like a, this two and a half feet strand of rope and joins them with a fisherman's knot. And then he reaches out with the blade of his ax and pulls down the uh, three inch cable from the center of the shaft. All right, and now watch, I'm tying this on a certain way and this is gonna make a friction hitch, uh, which when there's weight on it, the prusik will tighten onto the cable. All right, and then we'll attach this one to our harness and then tie the other prusik uh, right below it for our feet and then watch. When I stand up on the foot hitch, the weight transfers there and I can slide the harness up. And then when I sit down into the butt harness, I can move my foot hitch up. And he demonstrates and like slowly starts inchworming his way up one foot at a time. So say Ulrich is definitely watching with the like impressed vibe that like that Spider-Man, like Spider-Verse meme where it's like Spider-Man and then like the kid, he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. 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 That's, that is the like vibe that Ulrich is giving off watching this happen. He's so dreamy too. Yeah. And that's how we're going to do it. Uh, all right, well, I guess I'm already up here and the rest of you need to get underneath me. Uh, Herrick, you help everybody on and you take the back. So this is going to be a skill challenge. Da, 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 da. You know what, I think I'm going to go up the ropeway and I'm just going to have fly in case I something goes wrong. Hey, you don't want to use a spell slot unless you have to. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a Sweet skill challenge. Girl. It's going to take 10... <laughs> oof. It's going to take 10 successful athletics or dexterity checks to get to the top. Let's figure out what order we're in. That's a fun Let's song that I made. We'll go Briston first. I want to definitely immediately follow Briston. Briston followed by Ulrich. Um, I'll go next. Alaris. So it would make sense for lighter people to go first, besides Briston, obviously. And Morlinde is spending a lot of time making sure her knots are like totally, totally right, so she'll probably go towards the end. In that case, Alril is going to go after Alaris, which is interesting. You can tell that like he's way more comfortable in a heights situation than in a cave situation. Yeah. He's claustrophobic, not agoraphobic, or whatever the heights one is. I'll go next. So Al, then Grimton, then Morlinde, and then finally Herrick. Briston is going to successfully get to the top. That's one. Auric. We'll start with an acrobatics check. Sure. Yeah, it definitely uh, takes a certain type of balance to be able to put your weight directly down Mm -hmm. onto that foot loop. And that's gonna be 20. 
Perfecto, good. I feel a sense of accomplishment, not only just in doing it, but in doing it where Briston could see. <laughs> well, isn't Briston ahead of you? Yeah, um, presumably he could look <laughs> down. You're looking at Briston's ass and those pants, those trousers that he's wearing, and... Uh, is it, is it working? Is it, is it, is it... Well, wouldn't the um, harness, like, just really... Yeah, it super emphasizes. Yeah. So I'm like piggishly staring up at at (laughs) Briston and his shapely rear end. Alaris. Um, I'm also going to use acrobatics and I rolled a 10. Oh, that's going to fail. Al and the rest of everybody else behind him cannot proceed until you pass. Um, Grimton, do you have any encouragement? to give to Alaris to be able to help him forward. Go confidently. Like, really, if you fall, it's not a big deal. (laughs) Okay, now (laughs) roll a charisma. 14. All right, yeah, you try again confidently, Alaris. Let's see how you do this time. We're not that far off the ground yet. You wouldn't die. Uh, 14? (laughs) Yeah, buddy, that passes. You're right, Grimton. It's not that far of a fall. Uh, Al's going to mimic and go up. Uh, Grimton, it's your turn. I'm going to go for athletics, not dexterity. 25. You're powering your way up. Merlinde. I don't know if I want to do athletics or dex. We don't. Oh. Yeah, definitely dex. You're muted, I think. You're muted. Yep. It's okay. It sounds fine on my end. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good. Uh, basically, I'm going to roll dex because my athletics soaks. Okay. Hey, 15. Good job. Everybody's doing really well. Got good uh, nuts. Briston is leading ahead. Auric, your turn. Feeling inspired by Briston's like, manly and shapely rear end, I'm going to athletics this one. I'm going to try and like do this a little less, like w- with a little less finesse and a little more brute force. <laughs> And I'm going to roll a 10. The, yeah, that switch in strategy uh, really hurts you. And Alaris, you cannot proceed until somebody tells Ulrich what, how to amend their situation. Am I, like, right below him? There's probably, like, two feet between all of you. Sure. Like, could I reach him? Sure. All right, I'm going to give him, like a, a, like, a smack and be like, pay attention to what you're doing. Get up there. <laughs> Is he below me? Yes. Or, so what exactly are you smacking? Whatever I can reach. Yeah, the foot would be closest. I'm not, I'm not spanking you and telling you to get on. That's definitely what I imagined. You just being like, <laughs> like <laughs> reaching up and getting a handful. Alaris, give me a charisma check of some sort. I'll do persuasion. <laughs> Fifteen. All right. Uh, athletics check or dexterity. Which one are you changing? I'm gonna soldier on with that athletics. Actually, <laughs> I like it. And I'm gonna roll eleven this time. Alaris, there's no progress here. You know what the funny thing is, guys? My athletic score is higher than my acrobatic score. Like, ostensibly, I'm good at this. <laughs> Clearly, that has nothing to do with reality. Ulrich, do what you were doing before. This new thing you're trying isn't working. For a... Eh, a 12? 12? Yep, that'll pass. So I'm gonna take another go at this? <laughs> yeah. Alright, acrobatics roll this time. <laughs> It's not working, and... <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Can everyone just stop watching me, and I'll, I'll, I'll do my thing, and I'll be fine. That's uh, going to be nine, <laughs> guys. Oh you look up, and Briston is literally, like, four people lengths above you now. Like, he's just been going on, and is now substantially above you, and looking down like, Are you coming? What are you trying to do? 
I am now thoroughly embarrassed uh, <laughs> and am blushing furiously. Well, just just give him give him some words of encouragement. Help this poor gnome child. Deceive him into going further. No inspiration <laughs> whatsoever. Um, other than like lame words he won't believe, but I could I could make them very believable with a good roll. You see Mata on the rope. Yeah, for real. <laughs> all right, I know you can do rope. this. <laughs> we all know you can do this. You just have to keep going. Your knots are good. Trust yourself. Oh shit. <laughs> I rolled a two plus stuff. Thanks, Morlinde. I I genuinely appreciate what you were trying to do. Also, I'm just I'm gonna work this out on my own. Okay, I think I have got this. I think I can do this. Just the just longer give this me goes yeah. on, the more I see Ulrich like fiercely flustering and like. <laughs> so can yep. I, can I still take another roll, or does somebody else have to succeed? Um, you can take another you can take another roll after her failure with a disadvantage uh how does 15 sound you're able to figure it out despite all odds so yeah basically i'm i tell her like stop looking at me and i'll kind of wait for that to kind of be the case and shimmy on up a little more successfully you see uh briston above you again still like two body lengths ahead give a sigh of like wow i'm glad that whole process is over maybe now we can get some distance visibly annoyed at your failures that does not feel good <laughs> alaris all right that's gonna be a 16 there joe yeah you're working well grimton not gonna try to use dexterity because <laughs> nope <laughs> why bother a 14 yep everybody's inching along maybe more linda too yeah let's go no Morlinde is not inching along. Herrick, right below you, uh, is kind of doing this on muscle memory at this point, not really looking up. His head hits the bottom of your foot, and he's like, Oi, what's the hold up? Sorry, something just got messed up. I thought my knots were really good, but something's weird. Let me it shouldn't it. have anything to do with your knots. It should have everything to do with your technique. Yes, the technique Jeez. in which I tied the knots. Uh, somebody help Morlinde out, please. I'm going to try to intimidate her. I'm here for this. By saying, hey, get a move on down there, and then, like, using my foot to wiggle the rope a little below me. (laughs) Jeez. Vicious. 15. Jeez, okay, okay, okay. I'll move. Uh, 12. That does not pass. This has been a really fun encounter. We're not very far in, but I'm loving this. Uh, Zach just sent me a text saying, my computer shut off again. I don't know if we have his audio. Probably not. Well, uh, shit. So, all he, right. he's in the VoIP. We know that. He's in the VoIP. Um, listeners, th- we continue on this skill challenge, going bravely, assuming that Alars is doing great. Alars yeah. is just minding Alars' own business and passing every check. He can fly to the top if he needed to. Like, so we're he not- could, yeah, he, he, he'd be fine. We're not pausing this recording then, Joe? We're not pausing. Let's just keep going. We'll wait and see if Alaris gets back in. Ulrich, it's your turn. Let's let's do... I'm going to do a sleight of hand check. Uh, and I'm flavoring this to where I notice that, like, my knots are solid. But, like, you know how, like, a knot can get a little loose and it just needs a quick little tug, maybe, to, like, tighten mm-hmm. it back in or something like that? I'm going to do that to... Sure. And then get a nice, like... <laughs> and like Heave. really ooch up there, yeah. Let's do it. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be nine. 
He's in the single digit. Briston feels you tug and looks down. And he's like, you having trouble there? Nope, nope, I'm good. I'm good. Just, just giving it a tug. That's all. Are you sure that somebody below you can help you out? A little bit out of my reach at this point. Should I send him some more words of encouragement? <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, give me a second to finish eating this cliff bar before I say my words. I'm sorry. You're eating a cliff bar while we're on a rope. Well, she's stuck, so, you know. <laughs> she's just taking a snack. I was taking a break. Eric, directly below you, is visibly annoyed. <laughs> There's, like, crumbs falling on him. Yeah, it, it's just getting in my beard. Well, dodge it. <laughs> Damn. Marlon is not a good move for some reason. Oh. Just roll with that. Well, make this conversation the motivation to continue on. <laughs> Bet. Here we go. I rolled the same thing I rolled last time. A four. Ah, dang it. Uh, I'm still going to go ahead and take a stab at it, but with disadvantage here. Sure. Yeah. Thirteen? Nope. The DC's fourteen on this, gal. I guess, so I gathered. Oh, I'm sorry, Alric. I didn't realize we were stopping for lunch. I say as I shout up at him. Look, Grimton, this is not a thing I do very often. Hey, that was a 21, though, so yeah, you channel that. Yeah. Channel um, that anger. So yeah, that becomes a 16, and I'm just like aggressively like, just like inchworming up, but like really, like with the same level of like um, voracious action that you need to use like a shake weight, just like really aggressively. You're familiar with that product? Have you ever seen a shake weight before? Boy, yes, I. I <laughs> existed in every everybody were, was alive at that point. So yeah, just like <laughs> like aggressively ooching on the us. the flab underneath your oh, uh, yeah, your upper arm like... is going to be super toned after this. Uh, we're going to assume that Alaris is still doing really great. Al is going to give it a roll. Al's doing phenomenal, Eel. Great job, Al. Uh, Grimton. Yeah, let's go for it. 19. I do get a plus 7 to athletics, so like I need a 7 to... <laughs> this is old hat to you. You've done some of this at some point, somewhere. Let's do it. She says, praying a little at this point. It's actually high enough. My plus stuff might work. What are we rolling? Athletics or uh, dexterity? No, 13 doesn't hit. It's not so fun when it happens to you, is it? I say rolling intimidation. <laughs> With a three, but I'm not scary, so. <laughs> I'm glad it just turned into, this has turned into just a big ball-busting session I, for the entire game. Yeah, this is. I just, like, I sound really whiny and petulant, like, not if it happens yeah. to you, is it? But you say, like, while you're out of breath, because you're vigorously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is. Can anybody else see Zach, or is it just me? Yeah, we can see him. And we just like nobody commented on it. I was like, are we gonna address? No, yeah, this? Like, we're we're gonna we're gonna finish this round, um, and then see what we can do about getting Zach back. Um, Morlinde still got to go forward. I'm gonna try with disadvantage. That was a good roll. <laughs> that was a bad roll. <laughs> That's how disadvantage. It's still not works. working out. Morlinde's at this point just kind of like sitting there, cause you know when you're like. So when you're harnessed into like a rope scorch or something, you can just kind of like lean back and sit. <laughs> That's what she's doing at this point. She's just straight chilling. Whatever. It's not going to work anyway. Herrick is so pissed underneath <laughs> you. It's like, get the bloody move on. Yeah, seeing her down there, I'm just going to like use my foot again to wiggle it harder this time. I'm going to like put some hip into it and be like, hey, <laughs> you can't be taking naps out here. This rope could Jeez. snap at any point. 
Taking a nap. Also, don't speak that into the universe. That was a 20. Hey! Nah, it's a solid rope. <laughs> yeah, don't give Joe any ideas. I absolutely amend encounters. Like, I'm just trying to figure out when to best time it. Oh, do I need to roll I'm just still? kidding. You, yeah, you still do. <sighs> Guys, do you want to know how many times I've rolled four today? <laughs> <laughs> are you Now, are you rolling with your fun rainbow dice set from Dark Silver Forge? Yes. Maybe. Do you have your critual out? No. There's your problem. There's Let your problem. Let me draw one up really quick. Yeah, I'm going to try to, like, explain what she's doing wrong, but again, <laughs> but again, to You're going to gnome-splain to her? Yes. Like, like <laughs> that is 100% the vibe of this. Like, it should sound a little condescending. Um, yeah. I am definitely... Yes, I am 100% gnome-splaining. Okay, Moralinde, what you're gonna do is you're gonna first sit up in your seat and you're gonna reach up and grab the rope in front of you. Oh my spirits. God. <laughs> There's some serious, I mean, actually, you know what? Technically, we can continue going on ahead with Moralinde down there. So we're just not oh, gonna- Oh yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. catch up. Herrick is the only oh, one that's effective. That gnome splaining is is doing exactly what I wanted it to do, which is just to irritate her. It's not actually to help. I think because of that, I'm gonna give you everybody except Morlinde uh, all one success greater. So uh, Morlinde and Herrick are now getting left behind. That's hilarious. Uh, we're gonna end that round there, uh, Zach. I'm gonna assume that your audio didn't make it. It's fine. I mean, like, whoa, it Ooh. saved? Yeah. Hell yeah. I was just ready to let the VoIP have you forever. <laughs> let the VoIP have its way with you. But Thanks. I have restarted a new recording, so if you want to, like, clap again or whatever. Um, okay, so keep the same recording? Yeah, same recording. Yeah, just just clap. Got it. One, two, three. Perfect. Cool. It's, it's going to be Briston's turn. And Briston is still, like, three people lengths above you, Auric. You hear a dwarven voice very, very high above you. Dang it. Scream at his full volume. And then you look up to see him plummet through this tangle <laughs> of spider webs. Uh, everybody give me a dexterity saving throw. God! Ah! Well, I rolled a nat one. I rolled 11, actually. So if it's a saving throw, I should be okay, right? It's just, yeah, you pass. Okay. The critual works. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Just to make sure that the arcane energy of your critual is always charging your dice. You can hear my critual here. Well, your critual's not freaking working, but mine just did. I rolled a 20. Actually, <laughs> that, that wasn't my critical. Wow, we, we got a critical success and a critical failure. Uh, Alaris, you're going to take uh, four damage from this dwarf bouncing off of you and Grimton, you're going to take uh, two damage from it. Um, but he hits hard against the wall and then like bounces off of you and then hits the wall again and his screams go silent and then like two seconds later uh, a muffled thud echoes up from below you. Briston says well that was tragic. Glad we have these harnesses, huh? Let's keep going. Jeez. I'm definitely, like, visibly shaken by that experience. I think during this, 
shakenness, uh, you, you look up into the moonlight to see how far you still have left, and you see a large arachnid silhouetted against the shaft's portal. Oh. Which is, like, three body lengths closer to Briston than it is you. I'm gonna just, like, point. Ah! Uh, does anyone... And Briston follows your finger uh, and turns around. Oh my gosh, it's a cave fisher. A cave fisher. That's basically a walking gold mine. A walking gold mine. Grimton, you know that basically every single part of a cave fisher can be used. Like their blood is alcoholic. Their shell is very valuable in jewelry and their web can be woven into like a hyper strong rope and that their meat tastes like crab when cooked in strong wine. What Briston means to say is, we're gonna kill us a cave fisher today, boys. <laughs> Alright then. You know what we did to the dragon? We're gonna do to this cake for I sure. don't think we have a giant spirit bear to help us out in this one. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.18. One of my favorite things about world building is the incredibly niche research that I get to do for flavor text and plot. Uh, I'm somebody who's susceptible to thought spirals, and I very much enjoyed having the excuse to read the entire Wikipedia articles over, uh, like, drift mining and hard rock mining systems. Uh, Jesse and I ended up designing an entire pneumatic steam motor that drives the uh, dwarven operations in her girth. Um, oh, there are pictures of that schematic on our Instagram, at AdvantageDND. Uh, go check it out. Honestly, I could talk about that stuff forever. Uh, get on the Discord and find us on Twitter, and I will absolutely talk about it more with you. Um, there's a link in the description down below to that Discord. They see all the news from the Darkmore Podcast Network before it's ever published anywhere else. We describe ourselves as an audio drama because we truly believe that Advantage has the depth of a story worth unraveling. Uh, this is the final episode of part one. The unknown associates of Grimton Steady Hand will be in Delve Deep when they reach the top of this shaft. Their arrival marks the beginning of Act Two, so expect some changes in theme and the introduction of new important figures as the plot complexifies further. Some housekeeping. Uh, you'll notice that I'm currently publishing this on a Friday, which is a deviation from our usual Thursday. This semester uh, has started up for me and I'm on campus for classes uh, for 12 and a half hours from 8.15 a.m. to 8.45 p.m. on Thursdays, which is not a schedule conducive to publishing a podcast on that same day. And I'm not sure what exactly our new publishing date is, but you'll find out whenever we drop the next episode, because we're still committed to uh, giving you a new app every two weeks, so no worries there, you'll be fine, you'll get it in your feeds, I promise. If you have access to it, we would love your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Basically, every other podcatcher gets their stats and info from iTunes. So leaving us five stars there helps the show grow across all platforms. Last week, we finally hit 100 reviews there, which bumped us up into the top 100 shows in Apple Podcasts' leisure category, which was incredible. Those ratings really do help other people find this show and we love that growth all right let's get back to the episode thank you so i uh 
am deciding to like ooch more cautiously now that I see this giant spider monster um, hanging out way above me. But I do still succeed. I rolled uh, 14. Ty goes to me, right? Yep. So I, I succeeded more dexterously approaching Scoochin' on up. Scoochin' on up to the east side. All right, so how far up is this cave fissure? From you, like, <laughs> four successes closer to the top. Four successes <laughs> Okay, how far up so do we like, go in the success? A decent amount, I'd uh, say. Uh, a decent amount, I'd say. Ah, yes, a decent amount. <laughs> I think it's like, tw- I think I said that you're like 200 feet down from the bottom, and I said that you needed 10 successes. So, so like 20 feet of success. Mathematically, that's 20 feet, yeah. Sure. Um, okay. Then I will just try to keep going up. Okay. That's an 18. Uh, you see this, and it sparks some vigor in you, and you were successful in getting up. Al's going to go. Uh, Al's going to pass. Uh, Grimton. 15. That will do it as well. More Linde. Uh, Herrick is furious. Um, oh, man, my mouth is full again. <laughs> just, uh, more Linde is canonically munching another cliff bar. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's stress she eating. The same cliff bar. Look, I know you're upset. They just take a minute to eat. They're very dense. I think I'm ready to try again for real now. For real. Oh, thank God you're ready. Oh, flip, guys. This is like my seventh four. Well, you get a God's damned move oh, God. on. I'm so sorry. I, I'm ready to go now, and I just can't. It's okay, Morlinde. One of us is going to be bait for the spider, obviously. That's what you're going for, right? Um. Go ahead and give me an intimidation check. That's a 12. That does pass. Morlinde, give me another one. Is it a four? A nine plus two doesn't help. That makes me feel so much better. Thank you. Awesome. How many <laughs> successes above Morlinde am I? Uh, you are three successes plus like two people above Morlinde. Can I use Unseen Servant <laughs> to help <laughs> Morlinde <Yes>. climb? <laughs> I know it's not a simple task necessarily, but you're gonna you're gonna at least have to like sell me on sure. mechanically what is um, happening. Well, okay, so so. Yep, that's okay. Save it and then. Jump back in. Mine's still going. Uh, for the audience, Steven just told us that the recording stopped, so who knows. Um, so the way Unseen Servant works is it creates an invisible, mindless, shapeless force that performs simple tasks that mm-hmm. a human servant could do. I'm assuming uh-huh. that this simple rope climb is something that a simple human servant could do. Um, <laughs> I love how degrading this is, and I'm yeah. absolutely doing it. <laughs> Morlinde, I'm sending you a helping hand. Oh my god! And then the ropes are just gonna start moving as the servant is helping her climb the rope. She get advantage on her roll now? I th- I would almost say disadvantage, okay. <laughs> knowing Morlinde. Uh, but I did give you a success. I'm back in. Cool. Herrick is like freaking finally. Thank you, Alaris. I was really hoping. Zach, that instead of using that, you were going to just, like, snarkily fly down to her, talk to her, <laughs> and then not even fly the rest of the way up, just, like, fly back up into your seat and keep climbing the <laughs> That would be an extremely ridiculous use of a spell slot. Uh-huh. That's, that's very okay. funny. <laughs> You're right. This cave fissure is... Have you ever seen in slow motion a chameleon do its little stick tongue out catch a fly thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once upon a time so there's yeah. like this rod yeah kind of like deep inside its mouth that it pushes out and that 
and then the tongue goes farther, inertia weighs beyond it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this cave fisher is going to do that at Briston and <coughs> is going to try to wrap him in uh, some adhesive filament. He's going to do a strength save. That's going to fail. Briston is caught off guard. He's, ah! And you can see uh, the cave fisher, like, pulling where Briston is on the rope closer to it, trying to get Briston off of the harness. Uh, how far away from Briston am I for this one? Two success links. Two successes. And is he hurt? Not technically. No. Is, it, is this combat? This is combat. Yeah, we're in combat now. <laughs> um, Surprise. Hey, welcome to combat. And also, these... Cave Fisher things ridiculously scary. Has crab claws. I'll Google Don't it we all? here in that a second. That would explain why it tastes like lobster. Big, meaty claws. These claws ain't just for attracted <laughs> mates. They're also full of the meats. Both make it my hunter's mark and hex it. Oh my god. Um, and I'm going to cast True Strike. Uh, it is a cantrip, and on my next turn i gain advantage on my first attack roll uh and i have a strat for what i'm gonna do let me point Uh, out that you can either move in this case make your movement roll or make an attack roll right i um got it it's on my next turn so for this turn Mm -hmm. i'm gonna move but you're just you're you're like mentally projecting out hunter's mark and hex yep it casts uh one action to so i cannot move correct um, that's fine. I'm not sure I would have moved anyway. Would I? Would it be unreasonable to use my bow in this situation? Like, I mean, you don't technically need your hands. You don't have to fall down. So then I, I'm definitely going to use my bow. I so I pull it out and I like am prepping an arrow and looking for a shot on this thing. Uh, and that's the end of my turn because I did. I'm still going to cast true uh, true strike. You gain insight into the target's defenses. You can hit it with anything. It'll work. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> it's, a, it's a spooter. <laughs> it's a scary spooter. Now I'm going to Google this thing. It's AC of 16. Challenge level 3. Should be pretty easy. Um, Alaris, your turn. So is this is this spider thing leaning over thing that we're climbing, climbing up? Like, is it, like, peeking out over? It's got spider climb, right? So, like, yeah. you can go up and down the shaft. Sure. Um, it's closer up to Briston. It is on the shaft. It is on the shaft, so it's like on the side of the wall. Correct. But my plan, Joe, um, I would like to cast grease on the wall and hopefully make it fall down. I love it. I love it. Please do. It's the most useful freaking spell. Yeah, this grease is surprisingly useful. That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast grease. The the wall right on this spider becomes instantly uh visibly shiny and slippery and it's got like it's got to do a a dex save yeah a 12 uh that does not save okay you can see it get very confused on like what's happening to its its body and why it's suddenly like plummeting down but because of where it's positioned on the wall it eventually like gets out of the greased area and like regains its uh its bearing it also loses uh, it's filament grip on Briston. And now, Alaris, I think that it's right near Al. Okay. It's traveled down, like, into a fightable range. So, like, slightly below me? Slightly below you, like one person below you. It's Al's turn, and Al's gonna take a swing at it and miss. Grimton, this cave fisher just got surprisingly close to you and incredibly fast. 
But it's not close enough for me to hit it, is it? Not unless you get up to it. Dang it. Which you can't until Al moves. Yeah. Hey. Al. What? You and Lars keep moving. I can get a swing in at this thing. You sound so calm in response to this situation that we're in. I'm really looking forward to some crab meat later. And, like, this is just... Cave fishers happen. They happens while we're mining. Like, there's a bunch of us. We can probably take it down. Now, one-on-one, it'd be a little scarier, but I'm not too concerned. Just, you know, don't let it drop you down the shaft. Our biggest enemy is still gravity, not the cave fisher. Uh, how far am I from where everyone else is? Uh, you are two people links behind. Okay. And don't forget you got um, some unseen help. Oh, yeah. So you can r- roll with advantage. Um, so I'm just going to try and keep going with the help of my handy-dandy unseen servant. And hey, my first roll was an 18. Hey! There we go. And then I turn and I look down and I say, Look, I moved. (laughs) Yeah, all it took was a scary monster to give you some motivation. Okay, okay. Briston (laughs) looks down at Hugh, Alaris, Al, and Grimton and says, Y'all all right? You're going to take care of it. Yeah, just get to the top. All right, Briston's going to go ahead on. Uh, Auric. Did you get your audio stuff sorted out? Yeah, okay, so I, I've subsequently... You need to well, speak again? Yes. Um, let's go ahead and do that and like explain what you're going to have to do later, right. Joe. I'm sorry. It's fine. One, two, three. So I did... Thank you. I have figured out that what happened is I'd accidentally hit spacebar because I had like my pretty keyboard. I've now subsequently moved it, so I can't accidentally touch it. Here's why I know that's the problem. Because approximately five minutes and four seconds ago, I did it again. Um, so I'm actually on my <laughs> third recording. Um, so the good job, Jackass. The first one. Here's the fun thing: the first one and the third one, you can like clap sync. That one there in the middle. You uh, it's just. <laughs> did any like speaking happen during that? Do you know? Yeah, I said some things. I just like it's gonna take a little bit. Yeah, of we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's fine. I said some things. It's fine. I'm sorry, Joe. I really am. Um, I am now You're going to shoot at this thing. I basically kind of had to like turn over though, right? Because now it's yeah, and now it's behind pointed. you. It's like lower than me. Um, but I'm gonna shoot at it with advantage, hopefully. That's the only oh, cuss words. I rolled the same thing twice, which is stupid, um, <laughs> but. It was still, like, 22. Dang. I had a lot of crap to each roll. Um, so I hit it, and that's going to be... Oh, my God. <laughs> I, both of the dice I Four just rolled... Four ones. We're literally both ones, but hold on. There's still more, so that's two. Um, for a total of eight damage there, Joe. Stunning. I could technically deal, like, 24 damage with just a normal shot like that. I literally just dealt a third of what I'm capable of. Al, do you want him to fight it or to move on, Grimton? Uh, move on. Gonna have a success, and you can get right up there on your next move. Yes. That's what I'm gonna try to do. 25, and I'll draw my Radiant Sword. I'm gonna try to keep climbing, keep that momentum up. Please, says Harry, as you're talking to yourself. 15 is a success. 15 is a success. I make it up right behind somebody. Yep, you're right behind Grimton. And Herrick's gonna get right next to you. Sorry about all that. The Fisher is going to reach out and try to do this adhesive filament again against uh, Auril this time. 
Allrill rolls a 17 strength saving throw, and the web shoots out of its mouth, which is not how regular spiders do it, but it's how cavefishes do it. It spits out of its mouth onto Al, who's able to, like, wrap his arm around and then give it a really big tug and snap the filament from the cavefisher. It's now Briston's turn, who's going to go ahead on, and Auric's turn. I'm going to shoot at it again. I'm going to miss. Casual. I rolled two. Well, for fun, let's do the math. Um, <laughs> does uh, 11 hit? No. I tried. All right, I'm going to attempt to use Maximilian's Earthen Grasp. Oh, my gosh. Just like, <laughs> like <laughs> big giant hand's going to just come out of the wall and just grab. Oh, the... yes. Love it. Oh what do I have God. to do? I reiterate that Alaris is the hands-down most mechanically useful character in the entire game. <laughs> um, so it's going to make a strength saving throw, Joe. It rolled a seven. Yeah, it's... So it is restrained, and it's going to take some damage. I have got to pick some uh, more useful spells. Right? That's how I feel. Eight damage, Joe. Uh, Al cannot move anywhere and is currently out of range to do anything with his crew keys. Uh, but Grimton is right on him. And I'm going to try to hit him with my sword. 19 to hit. So 12 damage. Uh, Morlinda, you're right up against Grimton and cannot progress forward. Awesome. So I'm in, like, attack range. You are. Like, things I can throw. I'm going to try and throw some ice knives. A 16 hit? Tie goes to the attacker. All right. So are these the ones that blow up? Yeah, but you have to be really you have to be really close. I mean, I don't think I could be much closer to it, but Dang. I might take some damage. It's okay. I'm going to what create my shard of ice and throw it. One d10 piercing damage. Five with my um, add-on. Cool. And then hit or miss, the shard explodes. The target and each creature within five feet has to succeed on a deck saving throw. Or take 2d6 cold damage. It's going to automatically fail that deck saving throw. Um, Grimton. Yeah. So Is he within I'll, 5 feet? I'm in melee range. Uh, as a 12, so I'll take half. I guess we should be really lucky that Joe's nice. Because <laughs> I feel like he can make this exploding thing like exit, like hit the rope or something. And I'm glad that that's not happening. It's a 3-inch it's a thick steel cable. Wow. Oh, okay, cool. I had a great roll. 14 damage. Don't apologize, Morlinde. That's the collateral for fighting in, in close spaces. Uh, Herrick, right behind you, Morlinde, says, Well, now you're doing good. <laughs> yes, um, now I am. Thank you. Briston uh, is going to make it to the top. I made it to the head frame. I'll come off rope and then help you too when you're up. Uh, and then you hear some other voices oh, and some chatting and it. some like shouts of excitement. And then you see... Uh, five or six dwarven heads with uh, wild eyes peered down at you and like pumping their fists oh. <laughs> and one of the women tells another go grab them beers and a head disappears oh good uh, that sounded friendly I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. forgo like, I feel like <laughs> Grimton and Alaris like, have this like spider thing so I'm gonna go ahead and continue to yeet myself on up this cable yeet yeah. So here we go. 17. Um, I'm just going to maintain concentration on the um, Earthen Grasp, and then I'm going to keep climbing. Does it continue to take damage, or does it just uh, still restrain? I, would, I have to use an action to make it take damage, 
but it'll just stay restrained for the duration of the spell. It can Wiz- use a strength cool. check on its turn to try to break out. Wizards doing wizards shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a twenty for acrobatics. Al is going to follow right behind, and Grimton, you can either choose to leave this thing out of melee range or continue attacking it. I'm going to look down at uh, Morlinde and Herrick and be like, I'm sorry, guys, but I got to kill this thing. Wait, <laughs> hold on. If I kill it here, its body's just going to like fall down. Could we theoretically come back later and like loot it? Or should I like keep going and draw it up to the surf? No, there's people up there. I'm gonna, ki- I'm gonna. That's up to you. There's people up there. I'm gonna hit it here. Like, okay. Endangering them is not worth like some beer blood. Beer blood. Seventeen to hit. Seventeen to hit. Will. Who's Will? An asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Deserves to be hit. Poor Will. How much damage, Grimton? Fourteen. Well, I you kill it. Yay! I successfully clapped this cave fissure. I imagine, like, it's writhing against the stone hand, and I'm, like, trying to carefully pick my spot, and I see it, like, its claw reach down and try to hit it, so it leaves its face open, and I just, like, yam my sword into its face, and, like, delicious, delicious beer blood starts spewing from its head, raining down on Merlinda and Herrick. Beautiful beer blood. Love it. This is awesome. All right, so I'm going to try and climb up and get out of that mess. Wait, I can't climb up. Am I still behind him? Like, uh, Grimton, I need you to move. Please. Quickly. I definitely, like, lick my lips. <laughs> and as, as I start climbing back up, I got beer blood on me. Oh, yikes. Uh... <laughs> the rope is That's slippery now. <laughs> You're fumbling a little bit. Uh, Herrick says, good job, now let's move. Briston is still up at the top, peering down with the other faces waiting for you. How many uh, successes am I away? Three. Dang it. I'm just going to keep on trucking. You're bringing a car? Successfully. That was uh, 16. I want to ask Herrick, because um, he's obviously very skilled at this whole climbing thing. I want to yell down to him, Herrick. The hand is going to drop the cave fissure. Hey. And, okay. like, not very long. You're obviously very good at this climbing thing. Hey. Would you want to climb down, get some loots, and then climb up and meet us? Not really. Then you don't have to wait for Morlinde. You'll have all the free time to climb by yourself and not have to sit there waiting for people. And you'll have mad loots and beer blood. Mad loots. Give me a persuasion check. That was a pretty compelling argument. A good old 21. Great idea. I'm going to ask Ulrich to throw down the bag of holding to the cave floor so that way he, he can get as many loots as possible. I thought we all had a bag of holding. Do we all have a bag of holding? Yeah. Do you toss your bag of holding? Yeah, I'll toss my bag of holding to him. Now, do you toss it to Herrick, or do you toss it all the way down? I'll toss it, like, in Herrick's direction, but if it misses him and falls all the way down, then it's fine. I have an important question, <laughs> Joe. Uh-huh. So, the bag of holding holds things, yes. <laughs> Presumably. And it's basically like a pocket universe. In a normal bag, if you had something and you dropped it very far, especially if it's fragile... Would it shatter? It it could be hurt through the bag. But as this is a bag of holding... Is the entire pocket universe shaken? Yes. I don't know. We'll find out. I think there's probably some really fun, like, physics and metaphysics. And I'll just climb up some more. Or try to. Okay. That's like a seven. Yeah, you're too distracted with this to keep going. Grimton, it's your turn. Here we go. 
Yay, not 20. Got some of that beer blood. All right, so now that I have space to move, I'm going to try and climb again. Uh, 13 doesn't go, does it? Uh, don't forget that you get to roll with advantage because you still have the unseen Bless. Oh, you. yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Ah, yeah. 16. Keep on climbing. Nice. Eric is going to be... Well, I was actually going to, like, take off his foot loop, the prussic that attaches to his foot, and um, is going to begin rappelling down the rope, which can be done fairly easily with just one prussic. Easily and safely with just one prussic. Um, then, Auric, it's your turn. You're almost to the top. You got two more success. Here we go. Feeling more confident, uh, I'm going to, like, lively do this with some acrobatics. And I rolled a uh, 20... Uh, two. Keep climbing. Uh, 15. Pals right behind you. Grimton. 10. Uh, Moreland Day. Grimton appears to be stuck. Look, we are almost there. I'm a little winded from the fight. I can see that. I'm no spring chicken. Unnatural 20, Joe. Boom! Grimton, you, uh, receive instant success. No, unnatural 20. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's like, please get Never us mind. through this. Grimton, Grimton doesn't have instant success. <laughs> I got a 25. Hey, Inst- hey. Instant success. Yes, he does. <laughs> We've been climbing. What a roller coaster that was. Uh, Morlinde, it's your turn to move up. Uh, Morlinde inches her way up once more. Ulrich, you can cl- finish this off. Yeah, here's the thing about that. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a... Uh, Seven, Joe. <laughs> Briston is looking visibly exhausted by this whole process. <laughs> he got a bunch of people that never climbed before. Alaris, please. Um, I rolled an 18 plus one. Thank goodness. It's a nine. <laughs> nope. Grimton, you can do this. I know you're tired, but you can exactly. do it. It does not work. I'm going to try it with disadvantage. That would have been a 22. 19. Hey! Hey! Hey. See, I told you. With no inspiration from Morlinde, who offered (laughs) zero help in her words, you managed to get through. Oh, good, a (laughs) 2. Oh, good. I'm going to silently mock Morlinde. My intimidation role is gonna be me sitting back in my harness, like she was doing earlier, <laughs> and just like mm-hmm. sh- shaking out my limbs, like letting the lactic acid go, and like looking down, trying to make direct eye contact. Was Love like, it. Rude. The twelve is not gonna work. The the DC for charisma was twelve. Oh okay. So now I can roll disadvantage. Just like you would normally oh, roll. regular. It didn't work. Auric, get to the top, please. Guys, I got this. Please. I got this. Kill me now, actively. Just, like, <laughs> let me. <laughs> Brisson okay, is, like, bath. currently, like, trying to reach out to the cable to say, like, you, you're almost there. Please. Please. Auric, we're almost there. I hadn't noticed. It's just a little bit further. It's just just a little bit further. You can do it. Look at all the encouragement that you give all of your friends and use that on yourself and get up there. Be the you that believes in you. 
Uh, you can see from where you are that, like, six dwarves are, are standing there, like, cheering for you. Uh, and it's going to give you some encouragement. Uh, they also have six beers so, in their hands. So do you want me to roll? Full beers, ready to, ready to give everybody. Yeah, hands. go ahead. <laughs> in, in six beers hands. in each of their <laughs> And there are six dwarves? Six times there six. There are six dwarves. And there are six <laughs> beers in each hand. hand. So, 36 beers. so that's 72 beers. 30, yeah, that's 72 oh, wait, beers. yeah, because they have two hands. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Anyway, you see some liquid encouragement. You want me to roll again? Please. I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I like look over my shoulder down and then like grab the rope and I'm like, no. N no, because <laughs> I rolled three. Seventy-two <laughs> beers, Ulrich. I'm working on it. I just, just, this one more mental 72. hurdle. Just, just the one. Just, just give me a second, and I'll be fine. Everybody, quit looking at me again. I'm really embarrassed right now. Disadvantage. Give it one more. <laughs> that was probably the disadvantage roll. Yeah. Uh. Oh well. 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 Hold on. Because I rolled nine, and I was doing athletics, which is plus five, making that 14. 14. Yay, yay, yay. Oh, God. As Briston is, like, detaching you from the winch cable, uh, one of these dwarves is handing you a beer and just, like, Super duper stoked that you're here. Yeah. So I've got a whole yeah. fistful of beer, right? Like all six of the beers go to you. Like plausibly um, an implausible amount of beers. Yes. Um, Briston. Not Briston. Who are you, Grimton? No, Alaris. Who who is this? Alaris, go. Who, am I? who are we even? Two four six oh. Who am I? That's a thirteen yep, Joe. Uh, you see Auric's successes, you see them with so many beards, too many beards, and it's disheartening, because you also want one of those. Yeah. I did it, Alaris! That means you definitely can, because you're arguably significantly more, like, skilled at pretty much everything. Just give it another go. <laughs> 66 not, beers. But... 66 beers. <laughs> Grimton, counting the beers. Did they drink some already? Jesus. No, I was given six of them. You got them. six of them. Oh. 17. You acquire some of these beers. Woo. What kind of beer is it? It's like a flight. It's like one's ale, one's IPA. Instead of coming to you on like a board, the flights uh, come in like a fist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, uh, just a fistful of six full pints. It's my kind of flight. Al's gonna get up behind you, and Grimton, your turn. Yeah, 26. Also get up there. Morlinde, you are two body lengths behind everybody. Yep. And I'm gonna stay there. Unless <laughs> I still have the Unseen Star event to help me. You do. Yeah. It's literally everybody looking down at you. Hey! 18. There's one. All right, almost. Go, 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 go,
He's behind me. And he looks down and... Why is he at the bottom? Oh, he's getting mad loots. <laughs> I'm sorry, rephrase. <laughs> he is acquiring the loots. <laughs> the, the booty, if you will. He's yeah, butchering he's, he's getting. Sure. He's gathering the spoils of our battle. Well, <laughs> hope you'll be okay. And with that, we will pause the recording. I gotta pee like a racehorse. One, two, three. But uh, Stephen fills in on what we just missed. Uh, well, we're talking about various vocabulary, and I was actually going to further it um, by saying, like, one of my friends doesn't do things; he commits things. So, like, <laughs> I, w- I was asking, he was uh, going to stay up kind of late and do something. And he didn't say, "I don't go to sleep." He said, "I don't commit sleep." And so, like, it's just everything he does is commit. He, I don't know, like it's a crime almost, and I enjoy it. <gasps> we were, we were, I got talking with somebody about slang, um, and just, oh, it was other teachers. I remember I did a band camp, and we, we were talking about slang that we, like, hear from our students. And <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite ones is, like, the various iterations of clapping cheeks, um... <laughs> Specifically, one of the ones my students will say, particularly my gamer students, is if something was just really bad, like if they if they are getting oh, yeah. just destroyed in the game, they'll be like, guys, man, that was cheeks. Like cheeks is just synonymous with terrible, and I love it. That one's so much fun. See, I well, do not understand brother, what clapping cheeks is. Oh, it's like it's, actually yes, it's like doggy style sex. Yeah, but like really aggressive and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Got it. it's okay. I mean, it's some ASMR like, for you, Joe. It's it's gonna be rough. <laughs> it's whatever it is, and you're rough. and you're you're not in control yeah. of it, regardless. It comes from Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, really, really. Did not know that. See, my little brother Can you explain has more? friends. Instead of saying cheeks, we'll just say, "Man, we just got clapped." Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll say that, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, we're getting clapped. I, I yeah. took it a step further and referred to, like, a game where you just get completely destroyed as the clappening. Because um, I thought that was funny, but I don't think my students agree. I'm, we're old people now, so that the shit I say isn't funny. Sorry, the stuff I say isn't funny. I'm trying to cuss less. You can say shit. This I, is a PG-13 podcast. Yeah, I guess. Rated R. I do How still have, like... What? Yeah, explain that. Are you talking about the like the I was trying to sneak um, by, but the the clap of my ass kept alerting. The, oh, but I'm dummy thick. Yes, and then, yes, yeah. dummy thick. No, that that's dummy thick. Sorry, not yeah. not clapping oh. cheeks. They just become very much included with each other. Dummy I loved thick. I loved that whole like thing. 
I was trying to sneak past the cards, but I'm dummy thick yeah. and the clap of my ass kept alerting them or whatever it said. Like, right, yeah, exactly so, that. Yeah. So funny. Is that from the older one, or is that one of the newer ones? I don't actually know where the, like, meme came I from. Don't, I don't believe that anyone actually says that in the game. Oh, oh. <laughs> but that, but that the is guy, a direct quote. Yeah. I, the guy that I do not believe that, that Solid Snake says, I'm dummy thick. And the clap of my ass cheeks keeps alerting the guards. I wouldn't put it past Kojima, is all I'm saying. I mean, well, that's fair. That's fair. The voice actor that plays Snake did, oh, like, okay. make a clip of that in the Snake voice, and it's pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. It's really just interesting picking up on, like, slang that is sort of ubiquitous versus slang that's, like, slightly more localized. For example, here's one. When I first moved to Conway people asked where I was from and my response was NWA which for most Arkansans means Northwest, Northwest Arkansas, Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. but to them met, meant the rap group that produced hits such as Straight Out of Compton <laughs> yeah they were yeah. very confused I did get that a lot too one thing I picked up it's not just Conway but I noticed that when I moved to Conway so was referring to Buffalo Wild Wings as B-dubs B-dubs yes I do I that love here that and people don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> they're like get, yep. get some B-dubs and they're like excuse me alright let's play Yep. like ideally we would get through three episodes so this first one being the longest of them all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, the quicker we can do it, the shorter we make that Okay. Uh, plot. And that's not to say, let's rush through it, but there's an ideal pace. How many, how many, um, do we need to, is this one for, like, this coming Thursday or the next release? No, we no, have, no, like, no. two or three, right, before? Yep, there's, uh, not yet published, we have three in the bank, and then adding on three. Have you listened to the disadvantage that we did? I have not yet, no. Cool. Have fun with that. <laughs> was it sloppy? I don't know. No, I thought it was, was great. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. It was it very. Was fun. Keep going. Was it, was it like traditional trap stuff in Undoing or what? Uh, well, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, no, not necessarily. I would say I it, was thought, tra- it was pretty traditional. Like, uh, uh, I don't know, adventure stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we did. We got lots of gold. <laughs> Define okay, so it was a treasure treasure raid sort of situation. Yeah. No, we got. I'm getting paid for jobs I mean, that we were doing. There uh, was treasure. Fetch quest. The whole yeah, idea is that they're like fetchy. trying to work themselves into the underground of undoing, which is entirely underground. Um, <laughs> Literally underground. Not like no, um, and so they have to do some like really basic quests to like get street cred essentially, so that anybody will work with them. I like there's mm-hmm. a. A, a fair amount of room for a continuing universe there. A That's really a- super great audio, Sarah. A little Sarah. more Ooh. ASMR from Sarah over there. We should... Can we do, eventually, at least one episode? Just one, with, like, full Foley, where it's all sound-affected out. All of us, like, talking um, like this into the mics. The Advantage Fund Sleep Experience, where we all whisper quietly into the microphone about this nightmare that we're having. Can we make some like really bogus products like that, like a like a Spotify <laughs> playlist of 
advantage related ASMR that is absolutely a joke. Absolutely a joke. Listen to this listen to this stunning Dark Silver Forge Cthulhu called dice. Hit yeah. the dice. Yeah, just like Minus, this is like oh, a no. metal desk, and so minus, yeah, no, I'm getting some awesome rolls here. Like, where are these when I'm trying? <laughs> Listen, as I press two zinc alloy dice into each other, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> okay, anyway, we're going to Wait, wait, I want to do, I want to do one more. <laughs> I got one more. Hold on. I okay, gotta... okay. The bit's not over yet. Now just listen. As I jangle all of the all of my dice in one hand, hoping for excellent rolls, they were fantastic. All of them, <laughs> every single one of them, was fantastic. They were all critical successes. There has to be at least one viewer who thoroughly enjoys this. That's true. Roll of large numbers. You're welcome for the orgasm. <laughs> I know that ASMR is not intrinsically sexual. But it but is, like, highly sensual, it though. It is very sensual. And I hope that sensuality brings you to a strong climax. <laughs> okay. Uh, 